It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello. My name is Alec Feldman. I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5 p.m. UK time. And this is the podcast of that radio show. It's all the best bits without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast, it's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say... I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it, depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show and send me your stories or play our games, then you can do that just by listening live every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. UK time on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it, though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much. Here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C. Feldman. Before we start, I would like to issue a list of banned words and phrases. These words and phrases are not allowed for the entire duration of today's show. And anyone caught saying them will be given a one-show ban. Those words and phrases are... Oh, it's the the last show of the decade. Banned. Another one. Oh, well, we we won't speak again until next year. Again. Don't even think about it. That also applies to we won't speak again until next decade. <laughs> don't don't try it. Another one. Ooh, this one mainly applies to me. Ooh, it's that, that weird bit between Christmas and New Year where nobody knows what day it is. Won't be saying that. Not a chance. And possibly the worst of all of the phrases. Crimbo limbo. Banned from the show. Now that's out there. I think we can begin. 
It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock. Now, live from London, Alec Feldman. It's Wizard Radio. That was... Hang on, I wasn't ready. That was... It was Halsey. Was it Halsey? Or was that that's the wrong hour? Dystonic Fike and phone numbers. Oh, what a great start. How are you doing? It's Alec Feldman here. Um, before that, The Weekend and Heartless. That was very much unexpected. Hi, everyone. I'm ready now. Are you good? Um, did you have a nice Christmas? We need to get all that obligatory, like, Christmas small talk out of the way. How was your Christmas? What did you get? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I ate way too much as well. Oh, yeah. Um, that Was it good? Did you cause any arguments by getting angry at, I don't know, your racist nan? Was there family beef? I hope so, but it's, it's all done now. Let's move on. Moving forward, like I said, there is a list of banned phrases from the show. I won't repeat them again. If anyone caught saying them is in big trouble, there will be consequences. You mark my words. So, um, I am on next week, so this this isn't like a big, oh, it's the last show for a while, because it's not. So I'll, I'll be here before New Year, and I'll be here after New Year. But we are going to be a little bit reflective on the show today. Only a little bit. Um... Because it is the end of a decade. That that doesn't count as a banned phrase. Because that's just... It's a fact. It is the passing of time. It It is the end of the 2010s. Um, so we're going to be getting a bit reflective on that after 4 o'clock. I have some questions for you. I have three... Yeah, three questions to ask you after 4. That'll just uh, reflect on the last decade. We've also got, music-wise, a few kind of musical reflections of the last decade some big songs from the last 10 years ish that are really good and i wanted to play because why not uh anything else reflective not particularly oh the only the only other reflective thing instead of this week i learned we're going to be doing this decade i learned in a second but first um other stuff on the show we will be doing the people's honors new year's honors list was released today it's the thing the queen does but I want to do The People's Honours. More on that in about 15 minutes' time. I also have a story from last night about a game I forced everyone to play. And I think it was quite incredible. I had a great time. I'm not sure if anybody else did. But I personally had a great time by forcing this game on everyone. I'll tell you about that before 4 o'clock. Also, Craig David's been been busy over Christmas. He had a special Christmas surprise for his mum. I have watched a whole 17-minute long Instagram video by Craig David, so you don't have to. I've summarised that for you. And we're going to be going highbrow. We're going to be going cultural with a brand new, possibly never to return, film review section um, because I've got a couple of my mates to review the film Cats. That's coming up at about 4.15 this afternoon. It's a thing. Don't go anywhere. We do have someone's looking at your door as well. We do have a 60-second guide as well. And we have music from Camila Cabello on the way and Katy Perry and Dua Lipa. Loads of great songs, loads of great things to look forward to. Make sure you keep listening until five o'clock. Let's do this decade I learned. This week I learned. Yeah, I, d- I didn't have time to get a new a new thing made, but it is this decade. Some lessons from the last ten years of my life. I like to think I'm kind of like maybe an older brother, slightly older brother, not not that much older. I'm the kind of person you can turn to for quite poor advice and life wisdom and experience maybe i'm bigging myself up too much here but that's that's how i view myself on this this show and so i have some wisdom from 10 whole years of my life to share with you because i'm feeling i'm feeling reflective at the end of 2019 
So, lesson number one from the last 10 years, change isn't always terrible. Don't get me wrong, sometimes it really is. Um, but there's been quite a few changes in my life. I went from primary school to secondary school. I went from secondary school to uni. I'm about to leave uni, and oh my god, that's the horrifying prospect, but we don't talk about that. But you know what? Most of the time, it's, it's all worked out quite nicely. I've been left better off after change than I was before the change. Therefore, change, don't fear it, guys. It's great. Well, it's, it's not great. It's, just, it's not always terrible. Embrace the change, because sometimes it might be quite good. That's, that's possibly the most profound lesson from the last 10 years. The other two are less profound, because lesson number two from this decade that I've learned don't get interested in politics because it only ever makes you sad i mean depending on what your political viewpoint is in general i found the last 10 years of, of global politics quite a an irritating experience really it just makes you angry it makes you sad it makes you feel hopeless and and i don't know empty maybe not empty that's that's a bit too far but in general don't don't bother just go about your life watch reality tv um listen to music don't watch the news don't get interested in politics because i made that mistake and and look at me now um i'm just i'm just sad and miserable about the world so it just weighs if you don't care don't have opinions um just ignore it all that's way better and finally this decade i learned music may never be as good again as it was between i'd say about 2010 and 2015 that that to me i think was a golden era of music what if it's never as good again i'm really hoping that it will be but but what if it's not what then what will we do i don't know but that was a bitter lesson of the last 10 years 2010 to 2015 great beautiful quality then 2015 to 2019 yeah there were some good songs I feel like in general, it's just not been as good, you know. Even if you look at like someone like Katy Perry, her album 2010, what was that? The Teenage Dream Album. Oh my God, what an album! Her more recent stuff, eh? What's the point? And I feel like that applies across the board. So I'm worried that music might never be as good as it was in those five years, and that's again quite a, a bleak thought. So I, I don't really know what the purpose of this was. Now I just feel sad about everything. You know what, let's let's never do this decade I learned again. If I'm still on in 10 years' time, which is probably quite a remote prospect. But if I am, let's remind me not to do this, because it's actually it's actually not that great to reflect. Cool. Well, we'll do some more of that later. Uh, but for now, got some Camila Cabello to go on. Featuring DaBaby, this is My Oh My on Wizard Radio. That was Camila Cabello and DaBaby with My Oh My on Wizard Radio. My name is Alec. Hi. How's it going? John Cena was on the show last week. Which is still a, a phrase I find quite weird. That I was there was ever a circumstance, uh, sorry, there was ever a situation allowed where I got to interview John Cena is is quite baffling. But there we go. It is what it is. It happened. It was an interesting chat. He is an interesting man. It was quite entertaining. I had a nice time. And we played that out on the show last week. And now there is some excellent news because not only was it recorded in audio form, there is a video. There is a video of me, awkward old me, going to a hotel in London to chat to John Actual Cena. Real life, actual John Cena. I got to talk to him. There is now video proof, in case you didn't believe that it was the real John Cena. 
on on the show last week we did have John Cena and Ainsley Harriet on. One was significantly more real than the other. And it's not the way around you think it would be. So if you want proof that I did actually meet John Cena and interview him, there is a video. There is actual evidence to prove that this happened. It's a weird video. It does it does look like we're in two different places. The way the backdrop worked, it looks like I'm just in a red room and he is in a school gym. But I assure you, we are actually in the same room in this video. You can see me being all awkward and embarrassing. You can see the bit where it suddenly zooms in on John's face to cover up the fact that I leaned forward and the back of my head got on his camera. Yeah, I've, I've learned my lesson there. And you can you can relive the entire interview, including the bit where um, he claimed that the deep inspirational quotes he shares on his Twitter account are, are just his thoughts. But also the Twitter. You love the deep quotes. Uh, I'm, those are actually just thoughts, thoughts of my own. Like, um... You can also find out if you go and watch this video, which hopefully I believe it'll be on the Wizard Radio YouTube now and it'll be on wizardradio.co.uk a bit later on today. You can find out what on earth he's on about and see him look directly to the camera as if he's been paid to promote jorts. It's the jorts. I think that's that's the one thing that like either people are with or against. Like, mm. It's the jorts. Maybe that was a bad choice, bad fashion choice. But they're back. And right at the end of that, he, he literally does look straight down the camera as if to say, jorts are great. They're coming back into fashion. Buy them now. And obviously because it's John Cena, you will. Because he's terrifying. You can also find out if you go and watch the video of me interviewing John Cena, what it was he said that made me say this. You're so deep. And finally, you can see John Cena staring me out and making me very nervous. One of my favorite things is your facial expression throughout the film, because you do that sort of deadpan, totally unimpressed thing so well. Does that take practice? Is it hard not to laugh at stuff? What do you mean? You're doing it now, it's creeping me out a little bit. So get on that now wizardradio.co.uk um, actually not now, at 5 o'clock get on that, wizardradio.co.uk you can see the interview between me and John Cena in all its glory the proof that we actually met and see all the stuff we chatted about, wizardradio.co.uk after the show, straight after the show it'll be on there, and you can go watch it it was a very interesting chat I had a nice time, and that's probably the last time for another year or so that I get allowed to meet anyone remotely famous. So enjoy it while it lasts. I mentioned this about 10 minutes ago. This was just the perfect album, in my opinion. Katy Perry, Teenage Dream on Wizard Radio right now. I told you, I know I sound really old when I say this. Music at the start of this decade was, was better than at the end of it. But hopefully that trend will be reversed next decade and it'll be fine. Katy Perry and Teenage Dream, this is Wizard Radio. I'm Alec, happy Saturday to you. And happy Queen's New Year's Honour Day to you as well. Every year, the Queen, off of, you know, being in charge of the country, sort of, not really. She releases this list of people in the country who are going to get special honours. They might be made a lord, or a knight, or an OBE, or an MBE, which are all kind of variants on, well done, you've been a good citizen and done good things. And you deserve an award that says that. And it's quite cool. I think you get a medal 
but you also get to call yourself, you know, Alec Feldman, OBE. I mean, that's never going to happen. Or you could be Dame James Gilmore, for example, if you get one of these honours. And it's, it's very exciting. And lots of different people have got them. Famous people get them, um, like Ben Stokes, who's a cricketer, I believe. Actually, I think the whole England... Well, not the whole England cricket team. Four people who are in the England Cricket World Cup team. They got various honours. Sir Elton John has got an honour, even though he's already a sir. He's been a knight since 1998. He's got another one as well. Because why not? Um, the drummer from the band Queen. He's got an OBE. Well done. A TV chef. Two TV... Three... Oh my gosh. I didn't even realise this. Three TV chefs got them. Nigel Slater. Yeah, whatever. Nadia from Bake Off. Nice. And Ainsley Harriet has got an MBE. Well done, Ainsley. Uh, but then also... I think the most controversial one I've seen is a guy called Ian Duncan Smith. He used to be an MP. He used to be in the government. He cut some benefits and people got very angry. And he's now a sir. And a lot of people are saying this is this is a disgrace. This is an abuse of the honours system. And this kind of happens every year. You know, People get given honours in the Queen's New Year's list. And people get very upset and say, you don't deserve them. This is an outrage. They should give them to, to real people. And so, I give you the people's honours. Who should really be honoured at the end of 2019 by Her Majesty, the Queen of England? Who deserves the real honours? Who's been doing the real hard work? That is what we're doing now. You can forget, you know, Ainsley Harriet and uh, who was the other one? I don't know, Ben Stokes. Who needs them? This is where the real people, not even of this country, the people of the world can be honoured. I think you have to be a British citizen or a member of the Commonwealth to get one of the Queen's honours. Not here, not on this show. Anyone from anywhere in the world is eligible for the people's honours. All you have to do is tell me why you deserve one. What have you done in your life that means you deserve some kind of honour. Actually, actually, you know what? Let, let's not say you. We can have self-nominations if you want. But also, it might be nicer if you nominate your friends or your relatives. Maybe local celebrities. Like the man who goes jogging in a full shirt, tie and suit jacket with a briefcase every day. Maybe he's your, your weird local celebrity. Or... Um, a man that, that plays flute outside your local Sainsbury's. I don't know. Everyone has these local celebrities. Maybe they deserve an honour for services to public entertainment. Maybe instead of people like Ainsley Harriet or Ben Stokes, who have done you know worthwhile things in their life, maybe you think minor reality TV stars are deserving of a New Year's honour. Those are the people you should nominate. You can nominate yourself if you're feeling really confident if you're really feeling yourself yeah you can you can nominate yourself i get the final say on who actually gets one of the people's honors but if you want to nominate yourself get it into me right now 07807 183 538 you can tweet me at wiz radio you can email me station at wizardradio.co.uk or you can get us on facebook facebook.com slash wizard radio send me a message on there and i will see it who deserves one of the people's honours. Never mind the Queen's honours. This is for, for you, for your friends, your family, 
local celebrities, minor reality TV stars, anyone like that that you think is a true deserver of one of these awards, let me know now and I will decide who gets them in about 10 minutes time. Actually, less than 10 minutes, about five minutes time. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to play Ray. And right now, I'm going to play some Dua Lipa. This is Don't Start Now on Wizard Radio. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Please consume responsibly. It's Wizard Radio. That was Ray. And please don't touch, which is kind of like your mum when there's all that nice stuff in the fridge before Christmas. And you're like, oh, can I have this? Like, please don't touch. That's the Ray song. Before that, Dua Lipa. Another instruction. Don't start now. So... We've just we've just been bossed about basically. Julie was like, "Don't start now." Ray's like, "Please don't touch." It's just those two song titles together. That is just a kind of a stressed out mother. That's what they are. Um, okay, it's Alec here, and we are doing the People's Honors because the Queen's New Year's Honors list was released today. A lot of I'm sure quite deserving people got honors. Well done to them. But I think there are a lot of people once again who are overlooked. Yes, it's great that Ainsley Harriet got something, but what about all the real people of the world that should be recognised for all the great things they do and just aren't? I'm thinking you, your friends, random local celebrities, minor reality TV stars, that's the kind of person that I think is deserving of a people's honour. Uh, let's see what the nominations are for 2019. Kay says, I think Dua Lipa should have a people's honour. Not for making pop music, not for her charitable work, nor for her Pepe Jeans campaign, which was semi-decent, but for her services to female empowerment. Firstly, she taught us to not pick up the phone, let him in, or be his friend during new rules. Now, she's taught us to not show up. We definitely shouldn't come out, and do not start caring about her now if we dump her or any other girl. She is a shining light in an otherwise turd-filled society. Beautiful words, Kate, beautiful words. Although, I would say, for the first point you made, when she taught us not to pick up the phone, let him in, or be his friend, she did, she did then break those rules herself. I don't know necessarily whether that means she doesn't deserve a people's honour, but it does rather undermine the case a little bit. Um, like when David Beckham said, I should get an honour, and his emails got leaked. And he was like, what? I can't believe this. After all my charitable work, I haven't been made a knight, and then he never has been since. I'm not saying that's the same as Dua Lipa breaking her own new rules, but but maybe it's, it's similar. It warrants a bit more thinking about that one in particular. But we'll definitely consider her. I'll come back at the end and decide who gets what. Uh, Matthew's been on. I would like to nominate a man who I came across at the start of this year and for a very specific reason I've never come across since. There was this man I saw basically every morning um, for the first three months of the year on the train station platform on the way to school. Nothing special about him, just a man. One morning he was clearly running late because as the train was leaving the platform he yelled he kicked the train, he shouted at a worker, and then ran out of the station as if he knew that he'd just done something bad. And I never saw him again. But why? Because it turns out, two weeks after that incident, he moved house out of our area. I'll assume it was already a pre-planned train incident. But a part of me likes to think it was... I was no, sorry. I assume it was already planned pre-trains. 
accident. But a part of me likes to think it was out of shame. Anyway, for the drama he contributed to the first couple of months of my year, I think he should be given a people's honour. You see, you don't get this kind of person on the New Year's honour list, do you? This is the kind of person that the Queen's ignoring. And yet these are the real people that make society go round. The ones that brighten up our days, the ones that create something interesting. Like the man who got angry because he missed the train, kicked the train, shouted at the train staff and then ran away and literally moved out of the area in shame. Yes, maybe that's not necessarily the best behaviour and it shouldn't be encouraged. But at the same time, it's truly iconic. Who else has done that? No one. That man has gone down in history as being the guy who kicked the train. He definitely deserves something. Um, I think possibly a very high honour. He 100% deserves that. Thank you for that one, Matthew. Freddie says, I'm going to nominate the man in Piccadilly Circus who plays the traffic cone. He's a talented musician. I don't think his efforts to create enjoyable, attention-grabbing music should be ignored anymore. Have you ever tried to play the traffic cone? No, I didn't think so. He's totally original, unique, special, one of a kind, and deserves this level of recognition. I have actually Googled Piccadilly Circus traffic cone. And the first thing that comes up is a Reddit thread about him. It's It says, the guy that plays the traffic cone in Piccadilly Circus. Anyone know where I can find his track on iTunes? I'm hooked on that sick melody. And there is a very geeky joke as the top rated comment, which I will share with you. But you might, you might not get it. It is so geeky. Uh, it says, why iTunes? Surely VLC is the appropriate media player for the job. If you don't know what VLC is, it's uh, just it's like Windows Media Player, but the icon is a traffic cone. What a, a beautifully crafted comment. But yes, Piccadilly Circus traffic cone man. He's clearly been recognised by other people on the internet. He's a well-known dude. Definitely deserves a people's honour, for sure. Lauren's been on. I'd like to nominate Tommy Fury from Love Island for a people's honour. Just because, isn't he lovely? Like, I know he's best friends with Curtis Pritchard, but Curtis is a bit of a creep. Lots of the other guys from Love Island are either a bit creepy, greasy, or just don't seem like particularly nice people. Tommy Fury, however, he's just a good guy, trying to do his best. I think we need more people in this world like Tommy Fury, so he should have a people's honour. Beautifully, beautifully put, very well argued. Hopefully, there will be good things coming for him. And finally, Olivia's been on. I'd like to nominate my friend Charlotte, who this year learnt why you shouldn't eat an apple with a hole in it. The joke really is true. What's worse... Sorry. The joke really is true. What's worse than eating an apple with a worm in it? Eating an apple with half a worm in it. I've never actually known anyone who's eaten a worm in an apple and not realised it. And for her services to scientific research, Charlotte deserves a people's honour. Wow, she really sacrificed herself so we can all find out what happens when you eat an apple with a worm in it. What does happen when you eat an apple in a worm in it? What was the outcome? Was she violently sick or was it just kind of fine? Possibly more info needed, but she did take a risk to advance human understanding. And for that, I think she 100% does deserve an honour. I agree. And um, Toby's been on just calling me out on something. I agree that we need to have people's honours, Alec. But don't you dare bring Ainsley Harriet's pure name into the reasons why we need these alternative awards. He may have been given a Queen's Honour, but he totally deserves it in every way possible. Put some respect on his name. You know what, Toby? You're right. I hold my hands up. I'm sorry. You are right. I shouldn't have used Ainsley Harriet as the example to make my point. Um, when there are many more 
undeserving people on that list. Ainsley is not one of them. You are right. He deserves it 100%. And I'm sorry that I have brought his name into it. It won't happen again. And congratulations, Ainsley, for your award. Okay. Now, I need to dole out these awards. I, I'm not entirely sure which is the better one, of an OBE or an MBE. So I'm just looking that up now. Um, okay, so it's it's ahead of... An MBE is like... A CBE is the lowest one. Then you've got an MBE. Then you've got an OBE. Then you're a knight or a dame. Okay, that's good. I'm glad I know that. So, who gets what? Going back through the messages, I think Kay nominating Dua Lipa for her services to an otherwise turd-filled society and female empowerment. I think she can have an MBE for that. That is good. It's a good achievement. It's a solid achievement. Um, but also she broke her own rules, which is what stopped her from getting the OBE. So an MBE for Dua Lipa. Well done. Matthew, who nominated the the man who kicked the train. I mean, that's just straight to knighthood. Like, no question about it. That man, I hereby knight you, sir... Train man of Matthew Town. That is your name now for kicking the train and getting angry and moving away. Congratulations to you. The Cone Man again. Does he deserve? I think he should get an OBE. I don't think he's quite at night level, but definitely an OBE. I think he can have one of those. Tommy Fury from Love Island. Mm, sorry to say, but he can have a CBE. He can have the lowest one. Just, you know, it fits. Um, Olivia's friend Charlotte deserving of i think an obe for services to scientific research treating the worm with the apple in it and and that's it those are all the the people's awards the people's honors 2019 congratulations to all of the winners including the traffic cone man including dua Lipa, and including the man who kicked the train well done to you all and god save the queen coming up next the game i forced some people to play last night and had a great time after ZZ and H with French Kisses. ZZ and H, French Kisses, Wizard Radio, it's like here. If you've been listening for a while, you will know that this is just a thing that happens in my life quite often. If you're new, you might be a bit weirded out about what I'm about to tell you, but honestly, it's fine. It happens all the time. I left school two and a half years ago, and I still quite regularly go to the house of my old A-level economics teacher, and just just have dinner with her. She's a very nice woman. We're good friends now, I think. I still do address her as Miss and not her actual name because I find that way too weird. But that is just the thing that happens in my life. Every so often, every time I'm back from uni, I'll usually go uh, take a couple of friends with and have a good time. And did that last night. Got invited once again. She also, on this particular occasion, had some people who were in the year below me at school as well. It was like she'd mainly invited this guy from the year below and she said to him, bring loads of your friends. And then she emailed me. She's like, oh, by the way, I'm doing this on Friday. Do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, I do. So I took two of my friends. But this guy, I think in the end, from the year below me, who I didn't really know, he brought about six people. And we got there before him. And we were, we were chatting to our teacher, me and my friends. And we were saying, um, well, she was saying, that she doesn't actually know who from the year below was coming. She knew the one guy that she'd invited, and she knew that he'd said he was bringing a certain number of people. He'd never told her who they were. We just knew that they were her ex-students at school. Now, 
I can't quite believe this this situation came about. Um, but I came up with an idea. The idea I came up with was that these people, as they arrived, as they knocked on her door, they they wouldn't be allowed in to her house until she could guess who they were. In other words, I forced a real-life game of someone's knocking at your door. Someone's knocking at your door. Somebody's ringing the bell. Honestly, I can't quite believe this this circumstance happened because I say that's like the premise of the game that we play every week. And yet, here we were, in real life, some people were knocking on a door. They literally weren't allowed in until <laughs> she could guess their identity. And I pitched this game, and she was like, yeah, let's give it a go. And then it came to it, and the first people arrived, and I was like, right, don't move. Don't come any further. You're not allowed in until she can guess who you are based on some yes-no questions. And I'll be honest with you, it didn't actually work out quite as well as I'd hoped it would have done, because she got really stressed. She got scared that she would have forgotten their actual names, and it would have been embarrassing. So... How it ended up working out, instead of like a, a proper game of someone's looking at your door, where if their identity isn't guessed, they get sent away. On this occasion, what happened was, um, she asked a couple of questions, didn't really establish much, and then she went, oh, I can't do this, it's too stressful, and just said, come in, and identified them. But, I, I have to say, I'm very proud. I never thought I would see the day when there was a real-life game happening of someone's looking at your door. And I made that happen, and I'm very proud, and I think that might have been the peak of that game. But nonetheless, we're going to do it on Wizard Radio next, after Mark Ronson, Bruno Mars, massive song from this decade, Uptown Funk. Someone's knocking at the door, somebody's ringing the bell. And good afternoon, welcome to Someone's Knocking at Your Door, it's the end of decade special, I'm Alex Feldman. And this is the only quiz show on radio that is based around people knocking at doors. I had the opportunity to play it in real life yesterday. It was great. But now let's get back to it on the radio. Someone is going to be very shortly. Oh, yeah, you hear that? They're, they're here right now. They're knocking at my door of my house. I don't really know who they are. They can only come into my house if you, the people already inside my house, are able to successfully guess who it is that is knocking at my door right now. Shush, I'm coming. All right, all right. So, to do that, James Gilmore is going to ask five yes or no questions. You can then go off and guess. If one of you guesses correctly, they can come in, we can have a chat. If none of you get it, then they get sent away. What I am going to tell you is that because this is the end of decade special, of someone's looking at your door. It will be somebody responsible for an iconic moment of the last 10 years. Icon- would I say iconic? I would say yes. An, I- an iconic moment of the last 10 years. Something that maybe made the headline, something that was just a massive event, but also it's me. Always bear that in mind that it's me coming up with it. I mean, it's me who they're, they're visiting. So you just bear that in mind. Hi, James. Hi, I think I already know who it is. Do you really? I do, but only because I know what Alec Feldman's kind of line of iconic moments is. I'll tell so, you what. Do you want to me- just say it? Make your guess right now. Okay. Well, no. I'm going to. Over. 
I will type to you three. Okay. okay. Um, and I'll just say whether they're right or not. Okay, the first guess is incorrect. Okay. Second guess? Oh my god. Am I right? Are you kidding me? Oh, I got it right. Okay. <laughs> yes, okay. So right. James has already got it, <laughs> which might help you ask your questions to gear them towards yes. someone else getting it. Yeah, that's actually quite useful. All right, I can't believe you've done that. Uh, okay, was he a man or a woman? Um, but let me ask you a question: Is it a woman? Yes, it is a woman, as you know. As I know. Okay. Um, let, let's ask a question about this moment. Was an animal involved in this iconic moment? There was an animal involved in this iconic moment. Um, was this... Wait, let me think of this third question carefully. Was this <laughs> moment in itself newsworthy? It made lots of news. It was everywhere. Okay. Was th did this moment have something to do with, like, politics or current affairs? Not at all. Not political. Political, okay. And... Oh, here's a good last one. Did this moment happen in the United Kingdom? It did. It happened in the UK, yes. So, female, um, it involved an animal, it made lots of news, but it wasn't political, and it happened in the UK. I'm genuinely so impressed that you, you know how my mind works well enough. To make that your second guess based on absolutely no clues whatsoever. No, quite disappointing, actually. It says quite a lot about the sort of person that you are, but okay. Maybe I'm too predictable. Very predictable. Well, I'm, I'm going to go off and think of that. If you think you know who it is, if you knew who it was before we even gave you any clues like James did, send me a message with your guess. 07807 183 538 is the text number. You can tweet me at WizRadio. You can... Um, Email me, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Who's knocking at the door this week? They're a woman. Their iconic moment of the decade involved animals. It was very newsworthy at the time, but it wasn't political. Nothing to do with current affairs. It happened in the UK. If you think you know, get in touch. I can't believe James got it with no clues, but that's where we are. If you can get it, clues or otherwise, have a guess and we'll find out who it is in about 50 minutes time. We're running really late, but that's fine. Coming up... Craig David's Christmas surprise, going to play Halsey, going to play Selena Gomez, and that was the news at four minutes past four. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Selena Gomez, look at her now on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec, and I am obsessed with Craig David. This is a fact. This has been the case for a while now. I talk about him on the radio at any given opportunity, and he provided me with a golden one this week because I woke up on Boxing Day, I checked my phone, and I saw that Craig David had put a video on his Instagram. It's on the IGTV bit. It was 17 minutes long. And I thought, I've just woken up. Do I really like Craig David enough to watch a 17-minute video? Of course I do. And so I did this 17-minute video. I watched the whole thing. And... It was a special surprise he'd done for his mum for Christmas. Like the good son that he is, because he's just a lovely guy. 
And what I've done, I've gone through the whole video, I took notes, I've got some clips. And what I've done is condensed the video from 17 minutes to about seven with my commentary alongside. And I've watched this video so that you don't have to. So here's what happened. So first up, just to set the scene, it's Christmas Day. Craig David is in his car and this is what he's wearing. I, I put my, well, I've got my Home Alone. Uh, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Home Alone t-shirt on and I had the, the matching bottoms. But, um, and so usually it's a pyjama day, you know, I'm at home and just like relaxing, so. So he's planning a surprise for his mum for Christmas. And I've got to say, his childlike excitement is actually quite cute. Right now, just getting this thing together. I'm excited, I'm, oh, these kind of ones, trust me, I'm gonna pull this off so nicely. Step one of the surprise. He's got a chocolate bar, he's unwrapped it, he's wrapped a golden ticket around the chocolate bar that has unfortunately snapped into quite a few pieces, and then he rewraps it quite badly in tinfoil, and then tries to slide it into a Wonka bar wrapper thing. I think actually the chocolate breaking has actually helped me out because it was tight before when I was trying to make this work, and now, just that little break is sliding in, come on. Cheese! Mm-hmm. Anyway, so then he gets a card, and he writes a nice little card to his mum that's also like a Wonka bar, and he's got this big blue box that he wraps up, and then needs to hide it somewhere in his back garden. Okay, listen, right? I've set the vibe that the little present, if you can see, is there. It's in the bush. Sorry, where did you say that was, Craig? It's in the bush. Oh, yeah, I see. Okay. Right, next, after he's, he's thrown this parcel just in a bush... He needs to hide the Wonka bar somewhere. The place he chooses to hide it is just in the middle of the lawn, underneath the most hideous lawn ornament I've ever seen. It's supposed to be a reindeer. Really, it's just some twigs. It is so ugly. And the way he positions the Wonka bar, just underneath the rear end of this reindeer, it looks like it's just done a poo. And the poo is the Wonka bar. But okay. Now... I did look into Craig David's history with Willy Wonka, because then he goes back into his house. He's watching Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I googled this. He is obsessed with Willy Wonka. In one of his music videos, he dressed up as Willy Wonka. It says, there's a BBC article here, how Willy Wonka inspired Craig David's musical world. Another one. Why Craig David is the Willy Wonka of music? What's going on? Why is Craig David obsessed with Willy Wonka? I don't know. Anyway, now he's hidden all the things that need to be hidden. He goes into his house to annoy his mum in the kitchen. What are we cooking up here, mum? What are we cooking up? Well, <laughs> we started off with sweet potato wedges. Well, what time is everything going on? Then look, so what's that sweet potato? It turned into little fries. I love this. <laughs> he is really excited about those sweet potato fries. However, I do have lots of questions about these fries, which we will get to shortly. Um, but next, so he gives his mum the card, which is nice. But she didn't read the instruction telling her to go and search for this this golden ticket. Oh, okay. You like it? Yeah. Did you read it? Did you read it? Did you read it? Oh. I read it all. Oh, it's stuck. What? Oh. It's stuck. Did you read all of it? I did. What everything? Whatever the the, oh, the the gold part. No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't see the gold part. But it's fine. Once they've got over that confusion, he forced her to go out into the gardens, completely abandoning these sweet potato fries to go in and search for, for this gold. And he's following her around the garden, asking this. Is any gold? So she's found the Wonka bar underneath the really ugly reindeer ornament thing. Then she finds the box in the bush. And this is the quite heartwarming, cute moment when she unwraps the box and opens it. 
featuring Craig David pretending to be a ghost. Ooh. No, 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 no. Ooh. What could that? Ooh. No, 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 no. What could we be? What could it be? <laughs> Let's have a look. I think, I think you're, if just try trying on the buttons, I might. I don't know what. But what was in the box? Well, it was some car keys, which is absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with Willy Wonka or Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. So I haven't got a clue what was going on. Up to this point, I had assumed that they were just going to Cadbury World, and that was his big Christmas surprise, taking her down to Birmingham for the day to go and look at how chocolate's made. But but no, it was some car keys, and she pushes the button. And a Mini Cooper flashes the lights, which means that's the car that Craig David has got his mum for Christmas. Which is very cute. It's very cute, I have to say. And she's very happy about this. Um, this is the moment when she's got in the car and Craig shows her how to turn on the engine. Now, does anyone remember in about 2012 when dubstep was a thing? Or is it more like this? Anyway, all that aside, he's showing his mum how to use her shiny new car that he's bought her because he's a lovely, lovely child. And he's taken her through all of the gears that the car has. You see, it's like reverses right across to the right, far right, and then everything's normal, yeah? One, two, three, four, five, you know me. I do know what you mean, Craig. It's got all of the gears that you would expect a car to have, including reverse. What a luxury. Um, so, he takes her out for a little drive. She's at the wheel, and Craig is just having the time of his life. Now we're talking. We are on the streets. We are on the streets of Southampton. We are vibing. How you feel, man? You might notice the sort of stuff that comes out of Craig David's mouth generally doesn't always have to make sense. Like this from earlier on, which is just 15 seconds of basically nothing. I've got to keep it moving because I know my mum is like, she, she'll she be hot on this. And i got to put that, put this gold by the reindeer and go in the house quick. Because the thing reindeer thing's right by the door and it's all going to go pair. So I'm just going to vibe it. Here we go. Maybe keep it moving. I mean, what is he on about? I have no idea. Anyway, back to the drive through the streets of Southampton. They are vibing. They're having a great time. Except for a small disagreement about following the speed limit. You got it. Basically, you got some. You feel. You feel there's a bit of bite. It's got a bit of speed in it. You can put your foot down a little bit. Come in. How you feel about putting your foot a little bit? Well, I am, but I'm keeping it fully. Oh, got schooled. Got schooled. No, no, no speeding. Love that. That's what it comes down to. I'm like, yeah, give it a little. Let me feel the the S, the Cooper S, and I was like. Now we've got to stay in the speed limits. Don't get yourself carried away, which I fully agree. He got put in his place there, didn't he? Even international pop stars like Craig David still get told off by their mum and forced to follow the speed limit. And that's basically where the video ends. They drive around. The only issue is they left the sweet potato fries in the oven to go out in his back garden and look for all the, the clues. They then went to the car they went for a drive around Southampton. What about the sweet potato fries? What's happened to them? Have they just been left? Have they been abandoned in the oven to burn to a crisp? What? I don't know. I'm worried. I hope his house hasn't burnt down. I also noticed at one point he does say this. Now when we have Christmas dinner, it's going to 
the, the sweet potato is gonna they're gonna taste sweeter. I really don't think it will. I think it'll probably be burnt to a crisp to the point where it's inedible. But you enjoy your sweet potatoes, Craig. And that, my friends, is all there is to it. Craig David's 17-minute-long Christmas surprise video condensed, so you don't have to watch it. You're welcome. Carl playing orphans on Wizard Radio. My name is Alex Feldman. Coming up, some more music. Some Lewis Capaldi is coming up, and kind of big songs from the last 10 years-ish. Despacito's on next. And before the end of the show, I'm going to play you the best Rihanna song there is. First though, the movie Cats. I'm quite interested in. I haven't been seen it yet, but I've read the reviews. They are all absolutely slating it. They say it's terrible. It's an awful movie. It should never have been made. I think I read earlier today, it's made a loss so far of $85 million. I think it was given a budget of something like $95 million. And it's it's made back about 10 of that. So the movie really is not doing well. But I want to give it a fair chance. I haven't been to see it myself yet, like I said. But in an attempt to make the show more highbrow, I've got not one, but two film reviewers who have done me a review. Now, uh, the issue here is that um, they may have just gone to see it anyway and then seen me. And I was like, oh, can you do me a review? But nonetheless, these officially, as of now, the show film reviewers, they're called Ben and Sam. And here is what they thought about Cats. Cats, the film, you've just seen it. What were your initial reactions, film reviewers? So this is the thing. Um, Cats has obviously come under a lot of heat recently. People don't like it. I actually enjoyed it. But this is my weird thing. Maybe I've got a cat fetish. I don't know. <laughs> I, I went in with, 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 with low hopes. I'm, I'm going to be perfectly honest. Um, but as someone that's quite into musical theatre and has seen a production of Cats in the West End, um, I really liked how they interpreted the piece and I actually quite enjoyed it. Reviewer number two. I'd have to agree there. At the start, I thought it was a bit of a... I mean, I was assuming it was a bit of a take um, and just making jokes about it. And then as it went on, I was like, this is actually quite decent. And um, by the end, I had a tear in my eye. You cried at the musical Cats. Don't we all? And what did you make of the the graphic effects? Um, so it wasn't as graphic as I'd heard. I couldn't see any buttholes. I couldn't see any genitalia. The cockroaches were the only... The cockroaches made me burst out. <laughs> the the like, dancing cockroaches. The dancing human cockroaches were a bit strange. I can't tell whether you're making this up or not. I'm, I'm being deadly serious. Mm. But the, the one thing I would say that I thought was a bit off was at one point I definitely saw someone's foot go through the floor as if it was a crappy video game. <laughs> On the subject of genitalia, I can inform you that Jason Derulo claims his genitalia were actually photoshopped out of the film because the the like the clothes he was wearing were so tight that it would have been really obvious, and he said it wasn't. Oh, the picture. Well, and he says they edited the out picture. his willy. I mean, the thing is, his character is meant to be a bit of a sexual god, so I am sad in the cat to hear, world. In the cat, in the cat world. So yeah. I, I'm sad to hear they did that. Um, there was a moment where Idris Elba suddenly appeared quite naked but maybe that was a good thing I think they put that in there for the uh, Magic Mike fans definitely the Idris Elba Magic Idris one criticism of the film that was made was that the cats really should have had upwards of eight nipples and in fact they only had two what are your thoughts on this important matter well you've got to pay respect to the original source material the original production directed by Trevor Nunn in the West End had had the cats in in lycra suits so there would there would be no nipples swapping out 
because they were in lycra suits and lycra doesn't have nipples so i think in paying respect to the source material it was quite effective i see um any other so- thoughts you had whilst watching the film cats i'd like to see what they do next to be honest cats 2 i'm waiting for dogs dogs would be good i think that could be quite interesting well one thing i did like was ian mckellen's purrs just like random moments ago yum 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 <laughs> Like that. He went yum 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 yum. He went as well, which I, which I thought was quite nice. James Corden was terrible. Matt Luca should have. Matt Luca should have been that role, yeah. and Rebel Wilson was awful as well. But apart from them two, Taylor Swift. She, she was in it for that song. Oh. Yeah, I mean the thing that interests me, if you look at the poster and the trailers, James Corden gets top billing. Top billing, yeah. But he was only in it for like two minutes. It was. <laughs> Some people, mainly me have been saying that it should actually have been George Galloway in the film playing the role of the cat. Do you think that would have improved it? Well, he oh. was... I mean, like, when they... When did they do the musical on London again? When they brought it back? Uh, the revival, probably 2015, 2015. I'm not sure. And that happened... The George maybe? Galloway thing happened earlier because I heard there were talks of bringing him onto the London stage. Mm. I mean, I don't think... After his successful audition in, in um, Big Brother... I think they'd be stupid not to. The man's got a passion and talent for being a pussycat. And I think we all owe him that respect. So overall, out of five, what would you rate the film Cats? I'd give it a four. I'd give it a, a solid four and a half out of five. Film reviewers Ben and Sam, thank you. You told to play it, and she did. Louis Fonsi, Daddy Yankee, Justin Bieber, and Despacito on Wizard Radio. It's Alec here. Coming up, Lewis Capaldi, who's had a mad year, and I'll tell you more about that in a second, and some Sam Fender as well. First, though, it is the end of 2019. It's the end of the 2010s. I don't want to slip into cliches here, but I, I'm feeling a little bit reflective. I'm thinking back. A lot has happened. Um, Ten years ago, it was 2009. I think it was snowing at around about this time. I was still at primary school. I was a baby. I was getting ready to do my sats. And, and look at me now, I'm, I'm doing fairly averagely in a degree that I'm moderately indifferent to. Hasn't life, hasn't life changed dramatically? But it's quite weird how much has happened in 10 years. I'm also a bit weirded out about the fact that I can now remember what was happening 10 years ago, because that is a relatively new development. You know, when you're 14, you can't really remember what you're doing when you're four. But I... I remember it quite clearly now, which is cool. Um, I don't want to sound too old here, because I'm actually not that old. I'm 20 years old, but still. I remember when I was 10. And I've come up with some sort of some questions to ask you that will show, I guess, not necessarily progress, just the change. What has changed between 2009 and 2019 in your life? Um, so the first one, what were you up to in 2009? And what are you up to now? Like I said, 2009 was it primary school? Was getting ready for SATs, um, and now I'm at uni. I'm in final year. I'm terrified about what happens after May or June or so. That's a big difference. I'm about to go into the abyss of the working world. Oh my god, terrifying. Um, the next question: How tall were you in 2009, and how tall are you now? At the moment, I think I'm about five foot eleven. I was, me- I was supposed to look this up, actually, and I didn't. I was going to try and find, like, the little markings on my wall. I'll get back to you on this one. I think I was probably about f- five foot, kind of four foot nine, five foot in 2009. 
That sounds about right. So I've grown a whole 11 inches in, in 10 years. Not bad. Not bad at all. And this is, this is the big one. What was your favourite song in 2009? What is your favourite song now? A difficult question to answer. I think 2009 me. Favourite song was probably number one by Tinchy Strider and N-Dubs. We don't need to hear what that sounds like because it, it's quite poor. But 2009 me, absolutely loving it. Um, 2019 though, it's a hard one. Um, what am I enjoying? What have I been enjoying this year quite a lot? The trouble is, all the songs I've been enjoying this year, I've just kind of heard so many times, I'm quite over them by this point. I was quite big on that Marshmallow Church song, but I feel like that's... that's It's it's over. I've heard too much of it. Um, Ed Sheeran's had some good songs this year. Honestly, I, I'm struggling to pick a, a song from this year. I'll have to get back to you on that one as well. But, but basically, that is what I want to know from you. What are you up to in 2009? What are you up to now? How tall were you in 2009? How tall are you now? Favourite song of 2009? Favourite song now? Those are the questions. You can let me know the answers on 07807 183 538. You can email me, station at wizardradio.co.uk. Or you can message me on Facebook, facebook.com slash wizardradio. What were you up to in 2009 and now? Like, where were you at in life? School, uni? Tell me. How tall were you in 2009 compared to now? What was your favourite song? And if you weren't born in 2009, then this probably isn't the show for you. But thanks for listening anyway. Lewis Capaldi's on next. He's had a good year. Um, I've done some research into Lewis Capaldi. I've uncovered something that's actually quite shocking. But most importantly, 100% true. So here's my six-second guide to Lewis Capaldi. Alex, totally accurate. Definitely not made up 60-second guide. 2019 will surely be remembered more than anything else as the year of Capaldi. Lewis, not Peter. The artist who combines being sad in his songs with being funnier than a stand-up comedian on social media. How does he do it? The answer is quite simple. They're two different people. The real Lewis Capaldi is the one who writes and sings the songs. There is, however, a totally unrelated Scottish Lewis Capaldi who has the Lewis Capaldi Instagram name. It was this guy who the media discovered and assumed was the same guy who'd done the songs. But it actually wasn't. The real, Lewis, the real Lewis Capaldi had to settle for the Instagram name Lewis underscore Capaldi1996. But once he'd realised that being associated with the Scottish Lewis Capaldi was doing wonders for his career, he employed the Scottish Lewis Capaldi to play the part of him in all public appearances, even concerts. Scottish Lewis goes on stage and lip syncs, whilst the real Lewis is standing just the side of the stage doing the actual singing. So what's known about the real Lewis Capaldi? Not a lot. Although it's been rumoured that he's from Woking, and he's really sad all the time. He also has no charisma whatsoever, which is why he needs another person to play his character. And that's Lewis Capaldi in 60 seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Sam Fender and Saturday on Wizard Radio. Before that, Lewis Capaldi. And before you go, I'm Alec Feldman. I'm on till 5. Miles is here at that point. Before then, like I said, got the greatest Rihanna song ever made coming up. Going to play Dylan next. We'll do Someone's Knocking at Your Door. But at the moment, we're doing three questions to see what's changed in your lives over the last 10 years. What were you up to in 2009? What are you up to now? How tall were you in 2009? How tall are you now? What was your favourite song in 2009? 
what's your favourite song now? Um, I left a couple of those hanging. I answered them myself. I couldn't tell you how tall I was. I've, I've double-checked. I'm pretty sure in 2009, I was about five, no, four foot nine and a half. Like, don't forget the extra half. That was very important. And um, favourite song now. I've looked through my Spotify playlist. These are quite basic choices, but I think these are the songs I've listened to most this year. Either Higher Love, Don't Judge Me, or this is even more of a Don't Judge Me, Me by Taylor Swift. Sorry, but that's the way it is. Um, right, what about you? Carla says, in 2009, was in primary school. Now, I'm in university. In some ways, a lot has changed. But also in a lot of ways, my life is now much more similar to how it was when I was in primary school to how it was when I was at secondary school. My height in 2009 was like four foot nine. Now I'm five foot four. Ooh, you've only put on five inches there. See, I put on about 11 and a half. 11 and 10, 10 and a half, let's say. Not that I'm showing off or anything. Carla also says, my favorite song in 2009 was Beyonce's iconic single ladies. And now it's just anything by Khalid. So again, not that much has changed. Yeah, fair enough. Single Ladies was a tune. Is Single Ladies that close to anything by Khalid? Khalid generally is a lot more downbeat than Single Ladies by Beyonce, but maybe a similar message. Yeah, you see, the more things change, the more everything actually stays the same. Georgina says, in 2009, I was in primary school training to do swimming because it was something I was always really into. And now I'm training for the British Swimming championships in april i feel like i've come so far thinking about it now i have no idea what my was but i'm now five foot nine. Oh, and my favorite song in 2009 was replay by ayaz which still bangs and now my favorite song is probably someone you love by lewis capaldi both heartbreak songs i guess yes they are both heartbreak songs radically different lewis capaldi has less synths it has less of the uh, the old JR at the beginning, um, but both equally great. That's quite cool. I like that someone who's training for the British Swimming Championships is listening to this show. Good luck. I hope you win. Let us know. Text back in April. You should be like, hi, it's Georgina from, from December. I did quite well. I won or whatever happens. Yeah, update us, please. Um, and Elaine's been on as well. Just evaluating the last 10 years of her life. Favourite song in 09? Poker Face by Lady Gaga. I remember that really clearly because I saw her live at V Festival that summer. And I remember feeling like I was really young whilst I was there. She didn't even headline V Festival. Taylor Swift was also there and Katy Perry. And they were really far down the lineup. What? I, I mean, that says a lot about the 10 years those three have had. So that's bad. Um, in 2009, I was in year four at primary school. Now I'm first year of uni. I have no idea what my height was then or what it is now. But so much has changed over the past 10 years. But I do still love Lady Gaga and I don't think that will ever change. Yes, consistency is key. You you keep up that Gaga love for as long as you live. I like that. I like that because it's just an insight into what we were all what we were all doing, what we were all listening to. In 2009, a lot of us were listening to trash, including me. The difference is, in 2019, I'm still listening to Trash, but that's fine. Coming up next, we will find out who it was that was knocking at the door. But first, this is Dylan and Sour Milk. 
Welcome back to Someone's Knocking at Your Door. The game we play every week is the only game show on the radio based around both doors and the People's Postcode Lottery, um, who, by the way, are very welcome to sponsor this feature next year if they'd like to, if they're listening, just, just putting it out there. I'm Alex Feldman, and just about an hour ago, someone arrived at my house. I wasn't expecting them. They knocked on the door. They can only come in if it could be guessed who they are. Now, I feel like I should actually have already let them in um, because James Gilmore managed to guess who's looking at the door before I'd even given out any clues. I'd given no clues whatsoever. I just said it was someone iconic from the last 10 years. And from that, he guessed correctly. So I will have to let them in. But I would like to see if any of you managed to guess based on the clues. Um, the clues were, there are women, there is an animal involved in the reason that this woman is iconic. It was a very newsworthy thing that happened, but it wasn't politics or current affairs, and it happened right here, where I am sat now, in the UK. So, Dom says, is the cast of the new Cats film knocking at your door? The film is an iconic moment in itself. It does involve a woman and an animal, and has made lots of news. It's not political, and it happened in the UK. Although Dom actually used the, the words arguably not political, and that's because, in a way, Cats, being as bad as it is, is a very big political statement about the quality of British films in a post-Brexit environment. I'm just going to put that out there. I think we should be very afraid. Oh, no. Do you think we can, we can just kind of expel Andrew Lloyd Webber to France, and then we'll all be fine? Um, unfortunately, Dom, as sound as that guess is, you are you are wrong. It's not the cast of the film Cats. But I would say you're not a million miles away either. I'm just going to say that for the time being. And we'll move on to Jade, who's guessed that Taylor Swift is knocking at the door. She now lives in the UK. What? Does she? I don't know that. Um, Jade says, I think the iconic moment she's responsible for is two things. The Cats movie which she's in, but also when she got a new cat earlier this year, she revealed in one of her music videos. Um, it made lots of news, shockingly, and it ticks all kinds of her boxes. Also, after that John Cena interview, I'd love to hear you interviewing Taylor Swift. It would be hilarious. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, although, never say never. Everyone's guessing cats. Or not cats, the movie, just things to do with cats. Which I think is very, very interesting when I said that there are animals involved. Very interesting indeed. But it's not Taylor Swift. I'll let you know if she does show up at my house to be interviewed, though. Uh, Alicia says, I think it's very obvious who's knocking at your door. Katie Price! She is a woman. Her iconic moment is when her dog, Queenie, died in February after being mowed down by a Domino's delivery van. It made lots of news everywhere. It isn't political. And it happened in the UK. She's the true queen of the UK. An icon of the decade. And is knocking at your door. Um, no. She's not knocking at my door. I, I wouldn't really say she's an icon of this decade. Maybe the last one. Not not so much this decade. And also, I didn't know that story about Katie Perry, not Katie Perry, Katie Price's dog being run over by a Domino's delivery van, um, which is a very sad story, and I'm very sorry for her loss. <clears throat> I think it's best we move on. It's not Katie Price. Kieran says, are Ashley and Pudsey R.O.P.? <laughs> Everyone's talking about dead dogs as well. This is, this is weird. I think everyone's 
going a bit crazy in the, the Christmas season and they've all got some kind of group thing going on. Is it Ashley and Pudsey knocking at the door? Yes, I literally mean Ashley and her dead dog are at your door, Alex, says Keon. They won Britain's Got Talent, which was quite an iconic moment. When the dog died, that was also quite a newsworthy moment. It happened in the UK and it isn't political at all. I did not think I'd be spending the last few minutes of my show for 2019 talking about dead dogs but here we are radio is a beautiful thing and that's that's just the path that we've gone down it's not ashley and a dead dog no um lydia has been on as well is the person knocking at your door the woman who threw a cat in the rubbish bin an iconic moment from the past decade involving an animal not political at all and it randomly made a lot of news it must have been a much quieter time in the world because there's no way that would make the news nowadays now um, let's move on from dead dogs for a minute and move back to cats, which was what everyone else was messaging about before we started talking about dead dogs. Lydia, you're right. The woman knocking at the door this week is the woman, I can't remember her name, but she's the woman who in 2010 threw a cat in a bin. Um, what is her name? Her name... Oh, I can't remember. Mary Bale. Mary Bale is on the show. Welcome. Come in. Come in. Welcome to Wizard Radio. Mary Bale. You are the woman who, in 2010, threw a cat in a bin. Um, um, how did I... Oh, actually, sorry. I've just realised. It's 4.57. I've got to go. I've really got to go. Because Miles Bukowski is waiting. He's here to do a show. I, I can't carry on any longer. So... Um, I'm afraid there's actually no time to chat to you after that. I'm so sorry. Thanks for coming, though. That was someone's looking at your door. Um, well done if you got that one right. Well done to James, who got it out without any clues. I now have to go. Uh, the show is done. Thank you very much for listening this year. Back on next week, so it doesn't feel really like the end of anything, because I'm just here again in seven days' time. You should be too. I'd love it if you were, so come hang out. There'll be a podcast. Go watch the John Cena interview that will be online in two minutes' time. And I'm going to end on one of the greatest songs Rihanna's ever done. This is We Found Love. Here goes another episode of Alec Feldman, the podcast. Wasn't that some great content? Come back next week for more audio-based fun. 